Heather Duplessy-Allen. Right, so here we go. Residential building work has been falling for three quarters in a row, down 2% in June. Wellington Region led the annual decline with a 13% fall in residential work in the last year. Infometrics Principal Economist Brad Olson is with me. Hey, Brad. Good evening. What's going on? I think it reflects what we've been seeing probably in the last year or so, of course, uh, those higher interest rates, uh, the likes of falling house prices, all of that has uh, made intentions to build going further uh, come back. And we're now starting to see some of those falls coming through in the actual numbers. Uh, you know, some of the companies have been struggling to keep things moving. They've been struggling to find resources. Uh, that is, is trickling through. I think what's interesting when we look through those uh, these figures, though, is that they do have a material impact on the economy. Uh, although you've had a little bit of a boost coming through in the likes of non-residential work, so more commercial and industrial sort of work, that fall in residential has taken overall construction activity down for the quarter. And so although we were expecting a bit of a bounce in GDP, and we're probably still picking that, um, again, a little bit more downside risk. And so construction over the last couple of years has been a big part of driving the economy forward. It could now start to be a, a part that will drive us into a more softer economic period. Brad, the point that that Tony Alexander's made in his newsletter today is that in a year and a half, we're going to look back at this period and we're going to be having a discussion again about why housing affordability is so shot in this country. And it will be in part because we're not building enough right now. Is that fair? Well, absolutely. I mean, you look at the likes of house prices, yes, they've come back 17% peak to trough, the largest sort of fall that we've seen uh, in New Zealand in recent history, but they're still sitting 20% above pre-pandemic levels. And given where interest rates are, you know, the average household is still spending around about half the average household income if they're buying a house and paying that first year uh, of a mortgage. So all of that's a, a real challenge, but at the same time, given how quickly interest rates have increased, we're now building less uh, and, and that uh, those residential building figures show that building activity is actually falling just at the time we want more. And so I think it highlights again that sort of we have not made really any headway into the likes of the housing shortfall mm. across the country. We've moved the chess pieces a little bit, but the fundamentals are if you're a young Kiwi that wants to get into a house, it's still not particularly easy and it doesn't seem like it's going to become all that easier anytime soon. Okay, that raises the question then, Brad, because you can hardly force people to build at the moment if they can't afford it. But we clearly need to build houses. So is this? do we actually need to figure out a way to smooth out the boom and bust cycle and have the government step in when we as punters stop building government steps and picks up those contracts and starts building well it seems to be one of the simpler options right and, and one of the issues of course uh, when uh, you had the current administration come into government in 2017 with the likes of KiwiBuild, the issue with KiwiBuild was that it was competing so much with the private market. You know, the government was fighting private developers to try and build stuff, and that obviously didn't work. It kept putting prices up and similar. Now is probably t- the time if the yeah. government did want to have a building program to do it. And so yeah, you wonder why the government might not say, look, we'll commit to trying to ensure there's always 30,000 or roughly 30,000 consents a year, maybe 35, 40 to keep, to keep that build rate up. As soon as the private sector, sector starts to go back into their shell, perhaps that's when the government says we're ready to push the button. But again, competing with the private market hasn't worked, but equally leaving the market uh, at a time like this isn't going to work well for New Zealanders either. Yeah, Brad, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Brad Olson, Infometrics Chief Economist. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.